The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole. And we have just a refreshing guest with us today, especially needed during this time. We're so excited to talk to you, Dr. April. She's a sex therapist and counselor. Thank you so much for being here. Very much. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So we're in the um, Detroit area. Where are you located? I'm located in sunny Florida, even though I feel like I'm very cold right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was it's like you. 65 degrees here which is kind of cold yeah it's kind of cold there right now yes, yeah yes yes she still has on a tank top well, I, saying, <laughs> I have a heater on <laughs> i'm like we're in hoodies and hats and she's got her arms out so i know yeah. she's ready to go i was i was curious because uh you know here we are definitely missing the sunshine and that can obviously affect your mood in conjunction with you know our political climate and quarantining and the environment and all of this stuff that's heavy and now we're in the winter right and we're even more confined to our homes and if you're especially if you're a single person oh yeah and you're sexually frustrated, let's just add a layer of um, nonsense to this cake that I just developed, <laughs> this layers of it's, cake. It's called the American salad. It's a new, <laughs> it's a new treat. <laughs> we just keep adding layers, like the Russian salad yes. with the mayo and the carrots and the beets and the beans and then the mayo again. We're just going to keep adding. It's fine. Yeah, so many people are just feeling so isolated. Mm-hmm. It's like they have no one to talk to, connect with. And as, as you guys know, touch is so important. So when we don't have that, it's hard. Yeah. Before we get into anything, I just have the craziest question to ask you. Oh, what is the okay. wildest thing since 1997, since you've been doing this, what is the wildest thing that you have seen somebody do because of sexual frustration? Because of sexual frustration, the wildest thing that I've seen people do. Um, hmm. We can pin it if you want. Let me think about <laughs> it. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm trying to stop. I think humans are so curious, and I mean, let's be real. We're not going to avoid what happened yesterday. We're it's right, right. the seventh of eighth of January. The seventh of January craziness just went down yesterday. Right, and it's a wild time to be alive. Right. And I'm curious to know or what your thoughts are on if you think that that intimacy is potentially uh, a part of that. Yes, yes. So going back to your previous question, just because I have to get this out of my head. Um, <laughs> Check. <laughs> um, when you're going to be a certified sex therapist, you watch a lot of, a lot, a lot of porn. You just, that's just part of the things that they teach really? you. Really? Yes. Yes. Is to watch it. So you don't show expressions. Oh, so, so you, you like literally have to train your, your physical reaction. Yeah. 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 So you've seen sex with a variety of things, animals, just a variety of, of things. So, but um, off the topic of that, but maybe um, probably the wildest thing is maybe someone buying a doll. You know, there are people that have sex dolls. 
and having them all dress up and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. their form of intimacy in the sense because they have a hard time connecting with real people. I'm not gonna lie, I thought you said dog at first and I was oh, I said, really talking sad. about dog earlier. Animals <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I was really sad and then doll showed up instead and I was like, Oh, even no, that's still terrible for them. I'm yeah. sad. Yes, yes, dog. yes, yes. But no, there are people that have sex with their dogs, especially their big dogs. Unfortunately, yes, this is yes. very true. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But yeah, with all that's going on, yes, intimacy has suffered. And you have to realize that we come into this world connected with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, our moms. And then just now with all this isolation where we can't connect, or also maybe you're living with someone and because of everything that's happening, they don't know how to deal with their stress. You know what I'm saying? And they just like, don't talk. Nothing's wrong with me. Yada, don't touch me. You know? Right. Yeah. And then you just, there's no intimacy. There's no sex. There's no touch. There's no connection. And that okay. is so difficult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there so. was... I've been trying to find the the term because there's like a slang term, but I feel like it's also kind of a, a, a official use term for when you're like deficient or delinquent in skin to skin touch. And mm-hmm. there's an actual name for it. And I knew it at one point, but I can't find it now. Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember exactly. But there are people that are like that that don't have any touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and yeah. It, I mean, it's that serious that it's been given in a, a medical term, whether or not it's actually published in books or not. I'm not sure. Right. Wait, the sensation of touch, they don't have it? And no, that the, if you're missing it, um, that there's an ex- like there's a, a definition or an expression of like how humans need skin to skin contact. Oh, and when they don't get it and they're missing it, there's a name for that. There's a term. Right, right, right. And it's more than just missing it, but it it, it impairs you. Right. How, how right. so? Because how so is it impairs you to the point where maybe you cannot get out of bed, you cannot go to work, you get so depressed or anxious that you cannot do anything. It destroys your level of functioning. Or some people even have, you know, panic attacks. Wow. That kind of stuff, yes. All from lack of touch. All from the lack of touch, yes. Remarkable. Because when you touch and skin to skin, do you know how many good things just go through your body? Oh yeah, I could tell you all day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, from a science standpoint, it obviously is connecting to nerves that are triggering messages. However, it's not just science because now you're having emotional reactions because it's whether that touch is wanted or not. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, there's that later. You know, and there's also um, your comfort level with Mm -hmm. it, right? So, you know, as somebody who has spent the majority of my time single during mm. this quarantine. Okay. And no dates at all this 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 last year? No, I have had dates, but okay, I've you've been had very, dates. very cautious. Okay. Okay. I, I've been um very careful in regards to how long we're talking prior to meeting up to mm-hmm. ensure that there's no chance of exposure because I mean, they're essentially a stranger right. that you're in co- like close contact with and you're most likely going to either have some type of physical touch if you're interested or you're going to be in an eating, drinking situation, which we know opens right. you up. And 
I am, I'm in my mid thirties. So it's common for most people to have children. And so the last thing they want to do is take mm-hmm. something back home to their kids or right. whatever. So one of the things that I mentioned to you was that when you're spending um, additional time building up a relationship via apps or you move from an app to texting, um, maybe you're even doing a little bit of talking on the phone or something. Like mm-hmm. I I felt like there was a, a false in- intimacy that was created. Like I knew this person, but I really, mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't like I like right. vibes, chemistry, all that stuff goes into it. And now you're putting the pressure of a pandemic right. and making sure that this person's worth your time. Exactly. <laughs> but you get to the point of also where you're desperate and you're like, I just want somebody to touch me. Can you hold me now? <laughs> Can you just touch me for a second? That's so Are you doing the um, virtual reality ones or putting on your goggles and... No. No? Virtual reality dates now? Yes, yeah. People do virtual reality dates. So then you can actually have that false sense, though. I'm not going to say it's a true sense. I feel like connecting. Yeah. People do virtual reality. Is this a Black Mirror episode that you're telling me about? (laughs) (laughs) So you guys haven't done that yet? Obviously not. Obviously not. (laughs) I'm so... Wait a minute. <laughs> is this a Florida thing? <laughs> like, virtual dates. Yeah, virtual dates. Yeah. Well, outside of like FaceTime, you actually have goggles on and you're yeah, like you yourself. Know, yeah, have you place. done the virtual reality at all? I put those goggles on. I we have, yeah, we have, but for video games, not for meeting the purpose of meeting somebody. Okay. Okay. Try for meeting somebody. I, th- I didn't Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, because there's all those guys that I try to avoid dating who spend all their time playing video games in virtual yes. reality, but they're just meeting other guys. Yeah, because most of the time they're playing like some game right. like violent or whatever and chicks aren't into it. You know what right. I mean? Right. So you're right. saying like people, let's say who meet on Hinge are like, well, let's right. go up to this virtual Oculus we- meet space right. and meet, right. and then the meet that way. Yeah. In virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> But then are well, you it's expensive doing- though, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes, but at some point, I mean it depends what you're looking for, also. True. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so still not gonna satisfy the touch. me wanting to the get touch. paid though. Right. That's right. Right. right, right. But it may get a little bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> we are that is a step closer than just the 2D. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I want the actual D though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the actual D. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so seeing it on screen isn't good enough you want to actually see it touching it it only lasts for so long that it's good enough to right. me i mean i right. hear about people who go celibate for a year or mm-hmm. really want to turn inward and focus on themselves and right. i give them so much co- like kudos and that's great i personally um start to feel like I am craving that intimacy right. or that level of um connectedness after right. you know maybe even three to four months okay do you, you know? do any self-intimacy yeah yeah okay yeah but I guess my whole point of starting this conversation was that when you're developing these relationships with the intention of eventually getting to right. that point 
but you're not actually getting to that point because you have this false intimacy that was created in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And that leaves you even more frustrated. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So when's that false intimacy in the beginning, then I'm assuming you guys go and start to see a little dates in, in person. Right. Right. Then do you start to make sure you bridge into real intimacy? Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm into them, that's the problem. Is right. that I think that I am right. connecting or that I'm into them right. when we're messaging. Right. And when I talk about intimacy, I'm besides the whole physical aspect, there's a whole lot of other things. Right. Intellectual intimacy. Right. Are you connecting with them intellectually, you know, um, emotionally, spiritually, creative intimacy. You guys doing creative things together. So there's a lot of different forms of intimacy to make that a true intimacy moment. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I can connect intellectually, maybe via text. Right. But then in person, if you are not exciting (laughs) we have a problem you're boring me (laughs) yeah there is there are times where you like will meet somebody and have this great ability to text each other and because the texting world is so different than the physical social world right i've run into instances where i've met people who are remarkable texting machines and then can't socialize to save their lives in person Mm. it's such a turnoff because you want to be able to have that physical in-person right. intimacy that you have with the screen. Mm-hmm. You want it to be a real person. And sometimes it's just not. That's the disappointment. Yes, yes. So what do you guys do once you're disappointed? You let it go and move on? Cry a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's At this point, it's a numbers game. And, you know, mm. you just, well, she's probably got more than I do at this point. Because I haven't. But, I'm curious. Do you guys have, in all honesty, um, a list of what you guys are looking for? I have several, actually, because over time, they've started out um, maybe more generic and gotten more specific. So now I consider my list to be like an ideals list, not just like physical attributes or like Right, um, right. Yeah, and, and it should be Pacific. You guys are worth it. You you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't settle. So have a Pacific list. Have it on your phone, because what you put out in the atmosphere, you get back, get back. But don't settle. Yeah. So for me, I think I I go through phases where if it's not working out in person, but I thought it was going to because we had a different connection prior to meeting. Um, I can go through periods of either dating fatigue where I am like, okay, I'm over it and I'll come back to it later. Or um, if I am in a really good spot and I'm really feeling myself, I'm just like, well, I failed faster, basically. Like I figured that one out quicker and I'm moving on to the next. Mm -hmm. Maybe look at it as a journey. Yeah. 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 So um, why do you think that is, though, that there can be such a disconnect? I mean, I know you mentioned all the various ways that people can have <laughs> intimacy and connect. Right. But like, why do you think that um, that going from a virtual to a real world experience can be so uh, jarring? Right. So sometimes it's really honestly about the people themselves. There's some people who 
did not learn or did not have a healthy attachment growing up, you know? And so um, maybe um, as a young person in their 20s, they didn't have an emotional attachment or whatever. So they're really good with words, you know? So they're good at texting and that kind of stuff. But then when you get close up to them and you want to connect, that scares the hell out of them. That, that's not something that they're used to. So they back out. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's really also interesting to see how people respond in stress. Because sometimes they're very happy. You guys are having a good time talking. Yeah, yes, yes. The next thing you know, you haven't heard from them. Right. Right. He maybe lost his job, the dog died, or whatever the case may be. But he doesn't know how to deal with stress. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't stop talking. Does He can't touch or whatever. Yeah. So that's also something. So sometimes it's not about you girls at all. <laughs> right. Oh, part of, part of this journey that you're describing has been to take things less personally. <laughs> that I am not the problem. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then going back to your video guys, I mean, some of them love doing this right here because that's what they're used to. You know how many times they're playing video games and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So they don't really know how to operate in the real world. Would you say that this virus and this heavily pushed digital age has created more false intimacy than there's ever been before? Yes, yeah, because now you're not forced. The first thing, when we didn't have this coronavirus, we were out maybe at parties or playing tennis or whatever the case may be, playing basketball and all that. But now we're isolated in our in our places, and so many times our go to is the video games or just a lot of Zoom things and stuff. And so you get kind of isolated, isolated, isolated to the point where you don't think about maybe I should go meet someone or talk to someone. No, 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 no. So it has made a big, big difference. And even in the sense of social media, now with technology, I mean, most of everybody goes with their phone twenty four seven. So, and it's so hard when you're, I don't know if you guys have been on dates and people are on their phone and they don't know how to put the damn phone and just have a one-on-one right. conversation. Yeah. Right. Right. I've seen that even more so now, even like the couple small instances where maybe you could go out and be with somebody in person. Right. Like it, it's hit or miss. There'll be people who are so thankful to be in public and speaking to somebody in person that their phone is completely not even out. And then there are other right. people who are so habited at this point to being attached to their phone i mm-hmm. feel like people are creating more intimacy with the 2d experience than an actual right. physical experience right do you think that is how do you think what do you think that impact would be in the next like five years let's say with well it's already now? it's already impacts so much in the sense of um anxiety and social anxiety has definitely increased over yes we're oh yeah can yeah. you speak to, can you speak to that Yes. So anxiety is, anxiety is the number one mental health disorder. Right. 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 And now um, about 25% of people are suffering from anxiety and it has steadily increased and increased with technology and technology. And so if this continues, then people even have a hard time going for job interviews, talking to people, going for a date. They just don't know how to interact. If, yeah, if you don't get practice, 
when you're younger and then yeah, early twenties or whatever, you don't get practice. What do you think is going to happen? You just isolate, isolate, mm-hmm. or you find someone else who's isolated. You guys get together and your children and you guys don't have any kind of emotional connection. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're being, they're so immersed. Cause I also see like how you have so much more control on your device versus in person. Right. Right. You don't want to hear somebody, you don't want to hear somebody's tone, rhetoric, whatever, right. you can just turn it off. Right, definitely. Mute it or whatever. So now people are just kind of like creating these um, groups, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. At this and, point. Right, and they don't connect with people intimately. And how it definitely affects, um, I do a lot of relationship counseling. So what it affects is when you start to isolate and you just do a lot of video stuff or whatever, you don't treat the people around you like humans. Right. Yeah. You forget. You forget. Yes. Yeah. And even your significant other that you love or whatever, you don't really truly when you're intimate or making love, it's kind of like quick and fast done and over like, like they were on a porn or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so how can we stop all this guys? (laughs) Well, tell us. Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, for one example, just because we briefly mentioned that um, this is the day after our Capitol building was taken over and mm-hmm. we pretty much had our, a, a, a terrorist attack on ourselves. Um, and strange times. <laughs> yes. Well, and to be honest with you, I consider myself an empath and that stuff is real heavy on me. Mm -hmm. And I had to basically stop working because nothing that I was writing or making or doing was happening in an efficient or effective way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was way too distracted and I was thinking about, you know, there's, there's probably people who have family in DC. Mm-hmm. How scared are they? I was looking at the reporters who were on the scene and I was blown away how they're able to put sentences together in the midst of the chaos that was happening and just how disgusting the injustice is in regards to what we saw from the reactions in the summer and now, you know, that's connected right. to race. Right. And I have very diverse friendship with Mm -hmm. or a very diverse friend you know group and immediately they're responding and um offended and concerned and you know there's just a lot of emotions happening so for example of how to like remind people that we're human today i had a meeting scheduled that could have been handled via email okay so, we all love those, don't well, we? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, it's easier to execute while we have a discussion. Uh-huh. But right. so I sent a note out to the team saying, I don't assume that everyone feels like we can go about business as usual. Good for you. This can right, be handled good. via email if someone's uncomfortable with, um, you know, the yeah. current times right. and that you can uh, review this on your own time. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because because of this entire past year, we've all just been operating like business as usual, like business doesn't stop and right. you still have a job to do and you still need to get paid. And, but it's like, 
but do you have to put that same energy and effort in and can't you just take a breath right right like it's okay to take a break clearly Mm -hmm. we all need it right definitely and at some point it's good to have everyone at the table to talk about it Mm -hmm. because what happens is we all saw that that was a, a lot and um it impacts us and so many times we just think about all this and we just isolate you know not talk to anyone about it but it's really good to call your friends talk about it have open discussions because that's how you connect is to find find the things that we're similar on and yeah. be okay with the things that were different the problem i'm seeing anymore is debates are not debates debates are fights because right. opinions are truth and fact and I think that a lack of intimacy is part of the reason why we act that way. Right. It's because we get so defensive so quickly that we don't want to hear what anybody else has to say. Right. Period. Right. Right. The thing that we struggle with that relates to intimacy is empathy. Right. It's being able to put yourself in, in anybody's shoes. Yeah. And many people in this world today and, and um, definitely our leader, um, does not have empathy. And that is something that um, you can learn growing up. Um, and when you have empathy, then you realize that, okay, I was born black, which is this how I was born. This is, but that was by chance. I could have been born white and lived somewhere else. And, and if I did, I would have a different set of mind versus what I am today. And we don't realize how we grow up and a color of our skin, all that impacts us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why sit there and cause violence when that it could have been us in a different time period? Do you think that people are afraid of intimacy because of the emotions it makes them feel? Yes, yes. Sometimes people don't know how to handle emotions. You have to remember if you were, grew up and you, told, and you were told boys don't cry, what are you crying for? I'm gonna get your, I'm gonna hit you in the head for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just shut up and just do that or do that, yeah. Then when you start feeling it, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do about this? So you drink or you take some drugs or you, you know what I'm saying? You stuff it down. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then also- Unhealthy coping mechanism, which then leads you to anxiety about if I show my feelings, am I gonna get hit in the head? Right. Right. I mean, you know, not physically maybe as an adult, but I mean, you're you're developing a fear of sharing your feelings because of either rejection or negative reaction or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and in my uh my personal experience when we started this recording uh well before recording i was like i'm a self-proclaimed like intimacy challenged person because <laughs> i don't always feel the rainbow of feelings Mm -hmm. and I and I think that's something that um I didn't learn until I was an adult and had a couple years of therapy where she's asking you how do you feel about that and I'm always replying with like the same four feelings when there's like a plethora I don't know feelings yeah (laughs) yeah and that's not something we teach our kids it does, like we I, being from a family who's like mildly ethnic-ish right more heavily than not right like I was I grew up with a lot of like traditional mentality type things like be seen and not heard be sweet mm-hmm. little girls can't be boyish right. you know what I mean and I right. think that that 
lack of um, ability to have that pushed me in the direction of being a tomboy and doing okay. all that rebelling things. But, mm-hmm. you know, looking back and looking at the relationship I had with my family, I still learned intimacy. I still learned to be empathetic. I did, And for all the crazy stuff that went on, like I still learned that there is good and bad and right. you have to choose to be the good and help perpetuate it as you go. Cause that's the only way we're going to do this together basically. Right. Definitely. But there are still those things that I learned that they weren't, they didn't do because they were being malicious. It was just how they were taught and how they were right. brought up. And you know, now you, you get to learn on, we're unlearning it all. Right. And all when you know time. better, you do better. Right. 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 And when you're intimately um, with someone or you, strive for intimacy that means you're strong some people think if you show feelings that's weak but it's really a sense of strength and courage yeah and intimacy also requires you to be vulnerable right that is what scares a lot of people can you talk about intimacy and vulnerability for a moment okay so vulnerability means to be open to let that to let that person in to let them see you Okay. Now I'm not going to say that you need to be open with everybody because that's not true because um, you do have to protect yourself and that kind of stuff. But when you start to build trust and you're like, well, I, it's a good person. I want this person in my life. Then it's okay to start to be open with them, Mm -hmm. you know, to share your feelings and emotions and sharing your feelings. It's not just saying, um, I like everything he likes because that's a, (laughs) That's that being codependent. Work. We all know that doesn't work. <laughs> yes. And most guys, they are attracted to independent thinkers, independent women and stuff. And then for some reason we get all uh, whatever. And then we start to just like everything they like. And we become so <laughs> codependent. And then they're like, oh, who is this? And then they want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. Yes. But being vulnerable means um, being honest with them and honest with yourself. Do you think that vulnerability comes after intimacy has been built? Or do you think vulnerability comes before intimacy is built? Um, Vulnerability should come probably before. Why? Right. Because (laughs) when you're open, so the intimacy is the connection. Okay. Okay. Vulnerability is the process of being open. Okay. What does need to come before that is trust. Okay. You've got to feel trust and you got to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So step one, um, trust and safety. Yes. Step one is, yes. Maslow's hierarchy of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Love it. <laughs> Face. Trust. Yes. yes. Layer two. <laughs> yes. Once you feel safe, then it's okay to start to be vulnerable. Yeah. So how do I know I can be safe with this person? Right. Right. So... You not only should evaluate a person for how they are with you, but you should really evaluate how they are with their friends. Okay. If they don't have any friends, big red flag. (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because all that isolation talk that we had earlier. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they have no friends and don't get along with anybody in their family. But you should also see how they interact with other people. How, how do they really deal with stress in their life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are really key, key elements. How do they deal with things that are shocking to them? 
Would you even say it's worth it to see how they um, like deal with or treat folks that are in like the service industry? I mean, I know it's kind of a weird time to say something like that, but even so, it's worth mentioning. Right, 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 right. Um, service industry, <laughs> um, if they're driving all the time, cursing out everybody, it's going to be a red flag later on in life. <laughs> well, I'm a walking red flag then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're Yeah>. right. <laughs> I can't help it if people uh, can't drive. Nicole. I'm glad she said it about herself. You know, <laughs> one of the things that I've learned in my But did age, you die? No, I did not know. But one of the things I've learned <laughs> as I've gotten older is the ideal times to not say things. <laughs> <laughs> And when to say them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's how you bring things to the table. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I heard something recently about instead of striking while the iron's hot, strike when the iron is cool so -hmm. that you can process and then come to the table in a more mature, like emotionally available position. And I just thought, I was like this, why have I not heard this? Right. 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 In reality, um, especially when you're dating or you're in a relationship, your partner, you should give them the best customer service. Number one customer service. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. That's one of my favorite things ever said on the planet, ever. <laughs> yes. So, you know, when you're at work and you have these people that bother you and you hold your tongue, you have learned to hold your tongue. But then when you're with your partner, you like, ah. I don't, I don't know. So one of Why the things when, like, like you said, is when you start to get upset, sometimes it's okay to take, I teach couples how to do timeouts. Okay. You take a timeout and it's really good to journal or to do a voice record, or go in your car, scream, curse them out, you know, whatever it may be. And then you come back softly to the table and bring it to them in a very gentle startup. (coughs) Right. You know, by saying, yeah, I feel such and such. Don't say you, because when you say you, that makes the other person in defense. So much worse. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 I've heard the the um, advice to stay away from the you statements mm-hmm. because I mean at that point it's just finger pointing right and creates a defense mechanism right um, so right. but the thing that's hard about adjusting your you statements if you are not um, comfortable being intimate or vulnerable is then if you don't have a you statement you actually have to say you how you feel <laughs> right 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 and what, and what happens is kind of going back to what you were saying earlier is that when we get upset we sometimes expect our partner to self-soothe us right when we're pissed and we're mad we expect this but that's not their job mm-hmm. it's our job to self-soothe ourselves which means sometimes we need to take a little time out get our ass out maybe go run or something to calm ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make, make sense? I do that. Oh yeah. I figured. <laughs> I figured. That But some people have to do physical things. I'm assuming you probably have to do something physical to calm. No, I just need no? to come out. I just need oh, you to, to sit in out? Okay. for real. Like, just... Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cause then I'm just distracting myself and not processing. Right. Right. 
Right. Do you quiet out or, or journal it out or Depends how do you why make sure I'm taking the time out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really just depends. It can be okay. the cry. It can be the. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It could be yeah. the burning the note. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. It's good to just let it out. Right. I mm. learned that a long time ago, thankfully. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I recently was given a journaling tool of sorts where it's a series of questions to not only help you self-soothe, but to understand how you even got to that point. Like, why do I even feel this way? Is it triggered from something in my past? Um, is it a pattern? Those types of things. You're not necessarily asking those questions. It's a different series of questions, but um, to write it down, automatically takes it out of emotion and into analytical right. which is funny because that's one of my actual real person job that I do that's okay I manage a process similar to <laughs> that I'm an art right. I'm an artist so okay. part of the process is it's in your brain and it's stopping you from all these glorious ideas and so right. get it out on paper put it somewhere else for right now we'll look at it mm -hmm. later just right. get it Definitely. out Get it out. And usually, typically speaking, once people get past that, once that little speed bump they have of like they can't start because there's this one thing mm -hmm. in their head, once they get it out, they're totally fine. But I learned that from my mom when I was a little kid. Oh, awesome. Thank yeah. you. Definitely. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about that does affect intimacy is that many times people aren't in the same room. You and yeah. your body, mind, spirit, and soul are not in the same spot. Right. That sometimes you're there but your mind has gone somewhere else so really learning how to practice mindfulness mm -hmm. is really really and like we were talking about earlier the computers or the phone sometimes it's distraction that keeps us not in the present moment okay so um i think we're coming up on our time here mm -hmm. is there one thing that you could recommend especially during this quarantine on how to be mindful of the importance of intimacy and in, in like your personal life like how can somebody evaluate it how can somebody say do i have enough am i not getting enough that type of thing um i think one thing is to and when i talk about intimacy i'm going to talk about all three levels mm -hmm. um from the spiritual side if you feel totally disconnected you're like what is this all thing maybe you need to spend some time meditating you know or spend some time um, with yourself. And one thing about with the self-intimacy is making sure you like yourself because you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Right. You cannot divorce yourself. So do your best not to say anything negative about yourself because it right. only devastates you. Okay. So after doing all that, then we talk about relationships. You know? Um, think about in your mind, you know, do I have close people I can actually talk to and express my emotions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Friendships. Yeah. Just like you guys. Yeah. And if you feel like, godly, I have no one, then you need to kind of like check yourself, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and figure out, you know, why don't I have anyone that I can connect to? Why don't I have any friends? How do you stop people from, how can you stop people from being um, the victim? Hmm. Mm. because there's a thing with intimacy and being a victim I think and not in a sexual right. manner by any means right but I think there's bit that that victim category that's in there and I know it's a huge spectrum don't have time right but right 
You can, right. can you touch on that a little bit? Too? Right, right. I think part of people being a victim is the negative self-talk that they say to themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's part of it. The other part is putting blame. I mean, you can put blame on your parents till you're 80, but still at some point it is your responsibility to take care of their, your body, your mind, your spirit, your, your soul. Um, and things aren't just going to um, happen to you. Sometimes it requires action, okay? So when you're a victim, you are living in fear. And I, I wanna go back to talk about fear a little bit. Fear is what anxiety is. Right. Okay, that's what anxiety is. So when you're a victim, you're living in fear, okay? And when you're anxious, people have three responses. They either freeze, they either fight, or they either run. Mm -hmm. Yes. But however, we're saying that there's other things you can do. Right. When you have that fear, when you feel overwhelmed, number one, let's work on getting it out. Whether you work out, whether you journal, whether you talk to friends, you know what I'm saying? You get it out. Once you get it out, at least you can identify it. Mm -hmm. Then we can learn how to replace things. You know, learning some positive um, mindfulness of putting yourself on a schedule, feeding your mind healthy thoughts instead of this junky stuff that you've been eating in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like junky mm -hmm. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then pushing yourself, being fearless. Let me try something different. Why do the same thing over and over again? Let me put myself out there and try something different. Let me try to connect. Yeah. If you get rejected, that's okay. We go back and we try again. Right. That's what this world's about. It's just getting up and trying and trying. Yeah, in supporting one another. And um, another thing is maybe even volunteering sometimes help. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, because then you realize that maybe my life isn't so bad. We all have shit we're carrying around. Right, everybody yeah. has. I mean, we all, we all have yeah. shit. We all yeah. have a suitcase and it's full. Right, right, right. You have to, right, you have to learn to accept who you are and make a commitment that you want to strive each day to get a little bit better. Right. Yes. Well, and if you don't do great one day, you just have to say, I'll try to do better tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right. You're I work mean, in progress. We're all yeah. work in progress. We're not perfect. If we're perfect, we're dead. We're all work in progress. Right. Right. So every time I fall, I just say, oh, April, you're work in progress. You get better. Move on. I do not put myself down for that. Right. Because you can't. Yeah. It's not really your fault. Right. 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 <sighs> and we need other people. We really do. That that's how, how how we are born, we are made. That that feeds us. Human needs humans. Yes. Human needs humans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you touched on uh the different uh sections of intimacy. So you started with spiritual. What's the other oh, two yeah, that you wanted to Oh, okay. There's a variety of intimacies. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That was just one. Three. Yeah, you said you had three. Oh, okay. Okay. So there was self, spiritual, physical intimacy, emotional intimacy. There's creative intimacy. Yeah. A variety of different forms of intimacy. Um, so before we uh, move into this section of the podcast that we call Out of Girls, which is actually where we do tell ourselves positive things and pat ourselves on the back. I want to just um, get one little piece of knowledge from you because okay. we touched on it super, super briefly earlier, but then moved into some other things, which is 
Um, you know, if you are uh, either single or not able to be with your partner or whatever, that you're doing some sort of self-love or masturbation or something to um, to feed that need, right? Right. And so uh, how do you... How do you, I guess, tell people to explore? Because everyone's at different levels with mm-hmm. that, you know? Um, but I mean, I think especially during this time, like you're not going to be able to rely on somebody else to give that to you. Right. So right. how can you, like, what? How? what's your advice in relying on yourself? Like right. a certain well, amount of times or something like that? Well, you know how people say that um, when you're single, you should live your life like you have a partner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people are like, you know, I really want to go to the movies once I get a boyfriend. Then take your ass to the movies. Right. You know? Yeah. Yes. So the same thing in the sense of this intimacy. Yeah. If you want to be touched, hug yourself, touch yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to um, dance, turn on the music in your house and dance around, take a bath, put some um, lavender or oil on it. Yes. Yes. Go ahead and do that for yourself. Take care of your body, however that makes you feel. Does that answer your? your <laughs> In a sense, what, beyond just taking care of ourselves at that surface level, I think we're more like at the sexually intimate level, where right. you know a lot of the times, especially maybe people our age or within our mm-hmm. generation, touching yourself is just not acceptable because of the religious aspect of your life when you were brought up, and a lot of people. I mean, I can't. I can't even. I'm not even gonna. I met a woman when I was um, when I was in a corporate job who didn't right. know where her actual vagina was, mm. and she was in her twenties. Mm. And so I think more or less it's a matter of how do you how can you encourage um, people to be more sexually intimate with themselves, but also okay. be okay with it. Right. There's a great book by Emily Nagoski's called "Come as You Are." Okay. okay. Um, and it talks about knowing your body. And it's a book, it's a book for females, but it talks about knowing your body. Because if you know your body, then sexually when you're with a partner, it's so much better. Okay. Because because you can tell them. Um, but it's true. It is important for us to know what our vaginas look like. You know, men right. know what their things is and they name it. And some of us don't even couldn't even we get pictures of them all the time. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I get it. Yes, yes. And so, (laughs) right. And you have to realize that um, the higher power created sex, created all this. So it's not disgusting. It's, it's you. Even if it's with yourself. Even when, even when it's with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can you tell someone else how to please you if you don't know? Right. Because all, in all honesty, all, all our vaginas don't look the same. Okay. No. <laughs> so, they don't. Nothing is the same. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So different positions and different things may. Yeah. But you would only know that if you checked yourself and you looked at. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very important. And even if you're in a relationship, some people think, "Oh my gosh, if this person does does self intimacy on himself, he's cheating on me." That's not necessarily true. I agree with that. Wow. That's, I've never, I'm like, that's blew me away. Somebody thinks that way, but oh, yeah. um, no, people think like that all the time. Women, yeah, are, women get super upset when their men choose porn to like please themselves instead of like, what do you, what, what a picture of me with my 
top on sitting by the bridge? Like, is that going to get you off? No. Yeah. Like, I'm, my senior pictures aren't going to get you off. So, like, you got to compensate some way, somehow. And if you're going to just be that person with, yeah. And so women do that. Wow. Uh, well, it's probably a jealousy comparison, many other. Right. Many other. Yeah. Um, Tons of that. Yeah. And I read Come As You Are and it takes a. Oh, very, you did? Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. It, it takes a very scientific look at uh, how you can not only please yourself, but also, yeah, make your other experiences more pleasing. And so even though it is a book for women, I mean, I think men would learn oh, men. a lot. Because- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And there's a men version too. We're equal yeah. opportunists <laughs> here. <laughs> um, but I'm just, from the, from the fact that she's like relating it back to even like, she's like, I think at some point talking about like from caveman days, like right. this is just, we're raw human beings, we're animals, like this is, you know, so from a science standpoint, um, it takes any kind of shame or right. I don't, or negative feelings about it out. Um, but also, uh, I think that if people are feeling a lot of fear, anxiety, stress, etc., that you can use uh, self-love in any form to actually mm-hmm. relieve a lot of those things. Right, right, to release it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, instead, instead of letting it balled up and ball up and people just eat more and eat more and get, you know, bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. sometimes it's good to release. Right. Yeah, like I always think it's hilarious when in pop culture they refer to like the woman has a headache, so the guy's not going to get any that night. And I'm like, if I have a headache, I especially want to get some because it right. takes my mind off of right. it. She's got a headache because she doesn't want your D. That's why she's got a headache because you don't lay it down properly. Let's be fucking exactly. clear, everybody. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just saying it can relieve like tension and stress and yeah. so many other right. benefits. Right, um, right, right. But sometimes people have trouble having orgasms because they don't know their body they don't know their body <laughs> one or they don't feel safe because you remember you got to feel safe and vulnerable and True. yeah 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 if you don't feel safe and you're having sex you're not gonna but if you've never had an orgasm that's true if you never had one that's why because you don't know your body exactly so you know like right. figured i yes i feel like everybody should know what an orgasm feels like it's beautiful it, yes definitely <laughs> I love them. I feel yeah. like this. I love them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much so, you made a career out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good. So I, I do want to mention that we breezed through these topics today, Very much so. and yes. that you have a podcast yes. with. I'm sure in-depth information per episode, if somebody was like wanting more information. Um, And your podcast is called um, Bring Bring Intimacy Back. Back. Yes. Yes. And we go over all the forms of intimacy and we have expert guests come on and people, and you can also um, write in questions or call in. It's a live, it's a live show actually. That's awesome. That happens every Thursday at three Eastern, 12, over Pacific time and it turns into a podcast. That's so. that's so freaking cool. I yep. love that it's live like that. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the old sex doctors on MTV in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> those late night shows yeah. where she would doctor what's her name i can't dr ruth there it is dr ruth so for our ad girls um you know something that we're proud of ourselves for i mean to be honest i'm just gonna double back on what i said earlier in the fact that like i took a moment to go you know people are affected differently every day like you don't have to join this meeting we don't have to do this like it's i'm not saving lives here we're going over email creative like it's <laughs> yeah it's not like done. put it in perspective like is know? it gonna be our best work when this is all really going down <laughs> it might be spelled and gr- be grammatically correct but is the message there <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah well and you know and so i work with a large corporation and that's my client and they responded back to me like thank you for being so thoughtful because when we did get on the call, yeah. they had been on meetings all day, like from the morning, right. and everybody's acting like nothing happened. Well, because they probably right. didn't even know. Mm. I, I did not know. That was that. the thing. I had no clue. I was in my vehicle driving to an appointment. I had mm. no clue what was going on. What's going on? Yeah. Not a clue. Oh. I was. Well, I head. texted you to make sure you did. And then I had, I was made <laughs> I was made to know about it after right. from a coworker even because they right. are yelling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it to to the end in the evening. So yeah. Right. And it really does take you and just um, changes your mood and everything. Yeah. Certainly humbles you. Mm-hmm. Sarah, yes. do you have I a, do. At a girl? I do, as a matter of fact. It's very much in line with yours. Yesterday, driving to my appointment, um, I heard of what was going on and I didn't engage at all. I didn't, you know, um, sit and let it fester. I didn't manically watch it and see what was going on. And I kind of just allowed myself to exist without it which was nice okay which was not something i normally do mm-hmm. so i'm pretty proud of myself for that because i think for sure yesterday if i was somebody if i was a sarah from a year ago i would probably right. be in tears and super emotional and just like letting it all soaking it in and just being like a really terrified sponge so mm-hmm. i didn't do that and i'm happy about that oh good yeah. So I want to be part of this other girl. Yeah, after yes, it, girl. Yes, nice yeah, yes. By your wife. <laughs> Let's go ahead. What else you got to bring to the table? <laughs> no, what's the rules of the other girl? I'm just, I was just there trying to be <laughs> First rule of other girls, there are none. You just can't put yourself down. It has to be a positive, good, impactful thing that you've done in the last, I don't know, month, year, week, whatever you want, really. This morning, <laughs> you could have done a um, thing this morning at the coffee shop. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess one of the things that um, was watching all that, and then this morning just felt so overwhelmed. Like, what am I going to do with with all that? And um, was working out. And then one of the things that I try to really work on is learning how what the things I can control and the things I can't control. Right. Learning how to stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I cannot control everything that happened in DC and all that. But what I can control is how I connect with people. And that's what I'm going to focus on versus, you know, just you get all that and you're like, you get fearful, like, I'm not going to connect and do, but that's not reality. We've got to think about what we can control and what can we do. First of all, thank you so much for being so candid mm-hmm. with us because you have a, a like this amazing career you have this beautiful 
thing that you do with your life and you're this big powerful presence and, and this wonderful woman and you still have everyday fears like everybody else oh yes i was afraid of going to work today and some some yeah something just came to me like you know what if there's a riot in my like, april april stay in your lane <laughs> i can appreciate that <laughs> you got a show to do yeah I think everybody else needs to stay in their fucking lanes too a little bit yeah gosh <laughs> well i mean if there was if there were actual lanes yesterday, what would happen? Well, there were at one point. We just haven't repainted them yet. <sighs> I mean, do you know what the most ridiculous thing is? Is that initially when when the rioters or terrorists or anarchists, I don't know what you want to call them, Trump supporters at the end of the day, were, <laughs> Pretty much. were busting into this building. Right. A lot of them were staying like within the velvet ropes. And I was like, <laughs> You've already done the worst part of the crime, my guy. Why are you worried about standing in the lane? Go like, like the fireplace. You've earned it. Yes. I'm like, so they're respecting that lane, but not. <laughs> it was very confusing to me. Yes. As to why they felt okay busting a window, but they're they're gonna go through the velvet ropes though to get there. Anyway, yes. As a side note, um, <laughs> April, you have been a delight. Truly. Oh, same here. Same here. Yes, definitely. Yes. And I, I mean, this this has been a real turn of emotions and mood and Certainly. like you said connection based mm -hmm. on how my day was going earlier so thank you for bringing that to us and please tell everyone how they can find you oh okay so they can find me um on www.draprilbrown.com okay i do individual and couples counseling and i do virtual counseling also wonderful so, so that's how they can Michigan find me or montana yes or anywhere in the world yes can find you yes yes and you can go on facebook and instagram search out dr april bringing intimacy back okay you find me and then yes. you your podcast is on all platforms all platforms yep and it's called bringing intimacy back and so yes and i would love to have you guys on one day to talk about friendship and intimacy let's That's do really that good. yes that we have we have a good about. story right yes. um it's <laughs> <laughs> right we do we do um and when you do it live <laughs> where is that like where does it initially oh yeah where go can they listen live where can they listen live? oh when it's listen you can listen on facebook live okay okay but it's actually on bbs radio that's out okay. in california bbs radio you are yep. uh, nationally syndicated yes i'll be damned <laughs> Look at this mega superstar we've got here. Oh, no. I just like you girls. Please. <laughs> My cousin actually has his, like, radio license. You know, he can be. Okay. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you again. Thank you. And yes. uh, everyone can find us on Instagram at uh, homeass oh, underscore chronicles. Okay. And we have a closed group on Facebook where we kind of talk about extra things. Um, it's called the Homance Chronicles, a judgment free zone. So we share tidbits from the episodes. And then if, you know, people had more sex type questions, they would end up there. Uh, but if you liked what you heard today, then rate, review, subscribe, go like. follow Dr. April and. Um, Homance out! Yes. That's that.